Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to make sure you knew about F the Hustle. This is my newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to enjoy the journey while growing a profitable business. Quick note I received from a subscriber, Autumn. She says, hi, Kim. Thanks for the great email. This was my first F the Hustle email. (laughs) Haha. And I loved it. Perfect to enjoy over my morning coffee. Stay well. I love that. I love it. Guys, if you've not subscribed, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F, just the letter F, the hustle, and you can opt in there. And now let's jump into today's episode. What up, what up, and happy new year. This is the first podcast episode of the Kim Doyle Show for 2021. And I'm really, oh, like many of you, probably super relieved and happy that we simply changed the page on the calendar, right? It is nice to have left 2020 behind. If you've not listened to the last episode, I did a little bit of a year in review, not as not the same way I have done previous year in review podcasts, but I looked at accomplishments, goals, and simply gratitude that that year is behind us. However, we are moving on. Today is, um, I just, I've gotten really obsessed. I told, I've talked to you about being obsessed with newsletters and today we're going to talk about email marketing and why I'm excited to double down on email marketing and you should too. That's our episode title for today. So good old email marketing, right? This is something I was terribly resistant to (laughs) for the first eight years that I was in business. Don't get me wrong. I always had an opt-in form for a lead magnet on my site. And I had a short follow-up sequence that would deliver said lead magnet, but that was kind of it. And every now and then I would, I would send out an email and I kind of made it look like a newsletter, but I just, I didn't really have a strategy in place. And for those of you who have done this or are doing this, let me just say, this is how we learn. So there is no judgment in any of this. It's that old adage of when you know better, you do better. And so now I know better. But all the while that I was sort of doing this emailing, um, I knew I had heard from the time I started an online business in 2008 that the money was in the list. And you hear that and you you get it. And yeah, it's a cheesy internet marketing saying. I completely agree. Um, but I do know firsthand that it's true. I started shifting my mindset around email marketing in 2016. <laughs> it took me eight years. And I've told this story a handful of times. So I'm going to try to keep it brief. But I, yeah, let's see, 2016, was that probably when I found Ben Settle and I had been following him for a good year before I signed up as a customer for his email players newsletter, which is a physical paper newsletter that comes in the mail every month. I'm not a subscriber anymore. But before becoming a subscriber, I simply watched what he did and I consumed his emails. Ben emails every single day day. Now, one other thing I want to pull out of that little story there is that I want you to think about how many people may be on your list, but aren't ready to pull the trigger for a year. And it happens for a multitude of reasons. For myself, I, I just wasn't in that space. I'm not sure why I didn't pull the trigger on the newsletter or email marketing sooner, but I trust. So it's all good. But you know, when I made that decision to become a customer, it was because I was ready to step in and do the emailing. So I decided I was going to step into daily emails, although I called them my almost daily emails, which simply meant I usually didn't email on the weekends, Monday through Friday, it was pretty much guaranteed. And regardless of what happened, I was going to stick with it. This experiment was way more about the commitment I made to myself to hashtag just show up consistently with email marketing. And if you've not read the compound effect, I believe it's Scott Hardy. Um, It's maybe not. Anyways, just 
go to Amazon or wherever. It's called the compound effect. And it simply talks about, it's like compound interest, right? So you put $10 away today, you earn some interest, you're not, it's it's not just on the 10 bucks, all of a sudden it's $15, it's 18, whatever, right? So the same thing happens with our activity and our skill set that when you practice something consistently and you show up and do the work, all of a sudden your results are going to start multiplying. They're going to start compounding. (laughs) See how I did that? All right. So again, this experiment was way more about me showing myself that I could stick with this and I made a commitment to do it regardless. The type of emails were super simple. It was the story-based email with one call to action. And if you're not familiar with this, there's other types of names for these types of emails. There's other types of names. There's other names for these types of emails. Uh, Russell Brunson, I believe, calls it the Seinfeld sequence. But it's a story-based email where you kind of tell a story. There's a little bit of a pivot that runs parallel. And then you have one call to action. And so quick little example. (laughs) I do need to come up with other here. I'll give you a different example. I was going to tell the one about me falling down the stairs, but I gave an example. I was doing um, emails for content creators planner and the, this was based on kind of a framework from Ramit Sethi with a a launch sequence and and emailing. And the subject line says I could was, I couldn't believe I told her this and I couldn't believe I shared this. And the email, the point of the email was to ask people to reply regarding something. All right. That's the whole intent of the email. It was a story with a hit reply and let me know. And so what it was, the story was that accountability, it was about accountability. Accountability works for me. It was for um, a content marketing accelerator that we were going to help people hold them accountable. Long story. And I, as I've told you guys, um, have this just kick-ass therapist that I'm doing all this cool work with. And one of those was around my weight. And and in order to make this shift and change and a commitment to myself, it was get on a scale and tell me what you weigh. And I was horrified. Like, oh, oh my God. Like I was talk about drama, you guys. But so I I told the story about A, removing the shame and guilt from simply a number. And then B was knowing that I did that holds me accountable to my commitment to myself to release the weight. So that was the subject line. I told the story and then I talked about how accountability works for me. And then I asked them, hit reply and let me know, does accountability work for you? How do you set up accountability in your business? So that that's a simple example of a story-based email. And initially when I started doing this, I had a lot of people unsubscribing, which is bound to happen when you don't communicate consistently people will forget who you are. And bonus, they're going to even forget that they signed up. You would be surprised at how many people will think that you added their name to your list, which I'm sure happens somewhere. But for the life of me, I hardly have the time to do that. I'm going to go ahead and guess you don't either. And it was also crickets, meaning not a lot happened, but I stuck with it anyway. By the third month of doing this, I had tripled the income for an affiliate product that I used and loved. I am a big proponent of uh, sharing tools and resources that are a part of my business and what I use and my go-to products, or if it's something someone else loves and uses and recommends, but it's not really in my wheelhouse, then I will give their sort of testimonial for it. However, I was a big, I want to, it was all for, uh, for what it's worth. Uh, but the Thrive products, Thrive Architect, which used to be Thrive Content Builder, was the first page builder I ever came across and just lit me on fire. I was like, finally, I can create. And for me, it was really more about creating funnels and landing pages and sales pages without having to use a third party tool off of my website, I mean. So my calls to action varied. One day, it might have been directly to a podcast episode. Another day, it may have been for an affiliate product. And another time, it might have been to an article I found helpful. I was not, there wasn't a big strategy. And maybe this sounds so uh, backward, but my strategy was simply to get better, to be consistent, and to find a rhythm. There, So I was just allowing myself this window. It's kind of like when I started podcasting that, I did it because I wanted to have more fun. The fact that it drives traffic and builds relationships and all these other things was this great byproduct. Um, 
And honestly, that's when things usually work for me, when I let go of it. Um, And just as a side note to that, um, I was listening to a podcast episode uh, from Ryan Daniel Moran on Capitalism Podcast this morning, and he mentioned something that I have found to be so true in my life, and it's about the process, which I believe I've also spoken about on the show. And when you can let go of the outcome or the attachment and you do it for the internal fulfillment and to be present and to get better at something, this is where that whole shift to mastery of what you're doing becomes fun. Uh, it, It just, the results tend to, in my experience, when you're doing something from the right intention in the right place and to serve and enjoy and, and simply be present, really, um, I get way better results all the time. They blow everything else out of the water. Now, as you get better, you add the strategy. But again, the purpose of doing this for me was simple. I wanted to show myself that I could do it. And I really wanted to get better at writing, including copywriting, which I really didn't start diving into and studying until last year. And studying it in a way that I can see where the pieces are starting to fit. And... (laughs) The other surprise that blew me away besides results and relationships coming from email marketing was that I fell in love with writing, which I never in a million years thought would happen. I wasn't a bad writer. I was just kind of indifferent and considered it something that needed to be done. I I mean, definitely my initial content when I got started in 2008 was kind of robotic. I think we all felt, I'm going to go ahead and just speak for the masses here. I think anybody starting around that time, unless you were a writer, felt it had to almost be a corporate voice. And I think where we are today, we all know that, you know, the old saying, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And your voice is what's key in there. And what also helped, I'll tell you this, was when I launched my podcast, I do write out these solo show episodes, which I go off script all the time, but it brings me back. And so I write the way I speak. Thank you, Grammarly, though, for helping me improve that. I write the way I speak. So people who listen to me can hear me in my writing as well. And so it was all sort of this, um, I don't know, it's just a magical combo of what was going on for me. So now writing is totally in my happy place. I thoroughly enjoy it. And most importantly, is it delivers results. In my experience, most people that don't do email marketing don't do it because they don't think they're good at it. And I get it. A lot of people don't like writing and we don't like doing things we don't know how to do or don't do well is part of it too. And I'm not saying that if you don't like writing, it means you don't know how <laughs> that that's not the point here, but these tend to go hand in hand. And I think most creative people have the ability to do this. Most business owners have the ability to do it. We just get in our way with a bunch of, I don't know, we overthink stuff. That's, that's my two cents. Um, or people think they don't know what to say, and they make these, I don't know how to write, I'm not a good writer. And obviously, don't know how to write means, you know, the grammatical stuff or structure. And the nice thing is that writing on the web is completely different than writing a paper or a book or whatnot. Here's what I'm here to tell you today. Do it anyway. Practice it. Practice doing the work, paying attention to email marketing will absolutely deliver better results than any organic social posting you do. I I mean that from the core of my being, I'm going to go on record saying that, that you will get better results by getting good at email marketing than you will by focusing on all the social. And let me just say this, I am not saying not to do social posting. And I'm not saying if you are great at it, I would personally focus on one platform if, if that's your thing, but organic social reach has gone down. You have to work a lot harder to get results with it. Personally, I'm all about working hard, but I, I said this to a friend about Clubhouse and you guys, people seem like they're having a ton of fun on Clubhouse and it's that's great. I mean, there is a little bit of FOMO going on, right? And you've heard me over the last couple episodes talking about it. But I cannot wrap my head around somewhere that's going to send somebody to another social, like go to my Instagram DMs or whatever. I want an email or a customer. And 
this, there's so, there's only so many hours in the day. So again, I I'm simply saying that email marketing should be your first priority, or at least a much higher priority. If you haven't been doing it, then social organic again, unless you are a YouTuber and you have a YouTube channel and you're driving that YouTube is also SEO. So I would, I will say this, if I were to jump in and put more energy into a channel, it would be YouTube. I've got every social platform. I mean, every, what's the word profile. Thank you. could not think of the word I have. I'm on everything except clubhouse. Obviously I do have a TikTok. There's nothing on there, but I, if I were to choose something, it would be SEO. Uh, excuse me, YouTube because of the SEO value. I do have a channel. It's got like 1500 subscribers. Most of that was all WordPress. Anyway, let's circle back because I am on such a mission to get people. I want people to get results. And all of these things, whether it's content marketing, which email marketing is content, I will tell you that because you can post them as blog posts as well, the story based emails. Um, all of this is a long game. Even ads, if you have a budget to run ads, you still have to pay for the data initially to get all that stuff set, right? And you also have to have systems and and other avenues in place because once you turn off ads, is that going to dry up? You know, so there's there's a lot going on there. But before we get into this, because I am going to tell you why I'm doubling down on email marketing and how I'm going to do it. Here's a few stats for you. And I'm going to give you stats twice. So they're a little bit different. All right. So these are directly from HubSpot's 2020 marketing statistics. And if you've not ever seen this, I would highly recommend searching HubSpot's marketing statistics because they go through everything. They go through content, email marketing, social, video, um, social video. It's all there. It, it, and they update it every year. So it's a great resource. Okay. So this first one. Roughly 80% of marketers have reported an increase in email engagement over the past 12 months. So last over the last year, an increase in email engagement. Obviously, COVID probably has a huge, you know, piece there. Um, from a study, here's another one. From a study of 1,000 small business owners, email marketing was ranked as the second most effective medium for building brand awareness. That's from Campaign Monitor for 2019. Here's another campaign monitor statistic. Email marketing has the highest return on investment for small businesses. And here, this is a big one. The number of global email users is set to grow to 4.48 billion users in 2024, which, and that's from Statista 2020. Can we just all say that's kind of trippy that 2024 is three years away? Like it sounds like such a futuristic number. That being said, Here's why I'm doubling down on email marketing and what I'm going to do. First and foremost, number one, I enjoy it. Social media really has become a bit of an exhausting chore for me. And that doesn't mean I won't do it and I won't spend time there. I think honestly, guys, I'm just feeling burned out. It was, ah, it was social in 2020. Let's just go ahead and let that non-sentence like noise um, sum up how I feel about social for the last year. I really am. I'm just kind of burned out. There's a lot of noise on social media. I'm tired of the bro marketing culture or my new favorite word. You guys ready for this? Did I share this last week? Broetry, which I think is hysterical. This is where every post, you, you've seen these social posts. It's every post starts with a story about their hardships and how they overcame them. And then there's long epic tomes. And um, to all the men who listen to me, I love you guys. I really do. But I am really ready to start highlighting and, and featuring and focusing more women in marketing. Um, I had done, I've, I've shared this before. I did a movie in 2010 called uh, Women in Business 2.0. You can't find it, so don't look for it. Um, but I also had a Facebook group called the Women of Internet Marketing because it is such a male-dominated space. And there are so many amazing women to do. I, I literally in the last week, I've seen recaps and roundups of people to follow. And there's like one female on a list of 10. It's like, come on, come on. And it's not that they're not out there. Anyways, I'm not going to go into anything crazy there. But just know that part of my goal is to highlight and share people outside of the typical spaces that we see all the time. And that has nothing to do even with gender or nationality or anything. I just think we are missing out on connecting with amazing people all over the world. 
when we stay in our clicky bubbles. So <laughs> there's that. But so whether it's bro marketing or broetry, you pick which one. And I'm sure there's plenty of men listening to this that are tired of that also. You know, I know there's plenty of social platforms where organic reach and engagement works fantastic. But right now, the bottom line is it's really not where I want to spend my time. The amount of energy that has to be put into these things, we'll see. So I should state that probably Instagram is another place that I'd love to spend more time. I have a Facebook group. I will push stuff to my Facebook page, but there's no engagement. Facebook needs to either get its act together and do something to get people back onto the platform where they get some results outside of groups because, you know, nobody wants in the Facebook group. At least I don't. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so is that going to change? You know, like, I, I don't know. I, again, I talked about the hype around Clubhouse. And I, I simply don't feel like spending time on a new platform. I have so much work to do and not in a bad way. I'm just pumped about what I'm doing. So, and I'd rather just do the work. Anyways, I doubt, we'll see. I, and I have really learned to never say never, but we shall see. And so I'm willing to risk the early adopter status um, that comes with jumping and connecting right now there. Um, Russell Brunson talks about the different types of traffic in his book, Traffic Secrets. And I don't have it in front of me. I pulled it up, but it's, you know, you've got traffic that you own, traffic you buy, traffic you control, et cetera. And the two things that he mentioned is you can work your way in or you can buy your way in. Now, email marketing fits into either of those. You can work your way in and buy your way in. It also fits into the traffic that you control, right? You can control emailing people and sending them to your sites, products, services, whatever you want to do. When you have someone's email address and you nurture the relationship with your subscribers, you're going to realize that you have way more control over traffic to your site than you ever thought you did. I want all of my activity to focus on lead generation, relationship building with those leads, and then selling the right product or service to those leads at the appropriate time. I have a couple activities that I do now that don't necessarily have a direct ROI that I can measure immediately. And not to the extent you can't with paid traffic or email marketing. And those two things are probably my podcast, this and my Facebook group, the podcast that um, I don't get, I can see downloads and listens, but I don't get the, that subscriber info um, unless they come back to, unless you're listening on the site and reading the post, but the, the data is limited. It, it simply is, but it's, it's fun for me, which is why I've not given it up. I've definitely had those times where it was paused, but I love it. I really enjoy doing this. Um, and the Facebook group is a longer play. It, it's a relationship builder. So where I have those things that are, and I guess, you know, it's interesting. I'll say this, excuse me, is both of these platforms, podcasting and the group are a one to many where a lot of the, the strategies on social, whether it's DMing or private messaging, whatever, it's a one-to-one. And it's not that I don't want to do one-to-one, but it's a time, it can really be a time suck. I talked about that with the um, community texting app when I I was I signed up for that and I was ready like they because again I love all these apps are doing this scarcity nonsense because community you had to go back and forth and text with them and then it was like okay now we have a number for you and then I was like what is the, Kim you you don't like texting period <laughs> I don't not like texting but my preference would be. It still is email and not just because I do email marketing, but mainly because I lose stuff in, in text threads. Right. And so, sorry, you guys, I have this blanket that I use at my desk because it's cold in Boise and now I'm too warm. So I had to ditch the blanket anyway. Um, you know, because even though I can't capture a name and email address directly through my podcast though, it's also content I publish on my site and there's SEO value. It also creates a connection with the listener. So if someone comes to my website, like I said, to listen to the podcast, I have the opportunity to capture their name and email address. And let's also 
because clearly dog with a bone. The fact that newsletters are making a comeback, for lack of a better word, is a huge indicator that email marketing is one of the most important marketing channels you can invest your time in. You know what's funny? Um, Off script? (laughs) I should do a little. No, I don't want to do a segment because meaning like if I did a noise or something, every time I went off script, I'd have so much editing to do. Um, But as I have been sort of this side project of mine, getting obsessed with newsletters and digging into opportunities with newsletters. Um, I was reading an article recently that said, you know, there was a lot of hype last year was like, Oh, newsletter. So, which makes me feel like, Oh, this has been going on longer than Kim's paid attention to it. Um, but it's still, man, I still feel it's such a great opportunity. All right. So I wanted to then share a couple more statistics with you guys. Um, well, yeah, there's a handful. There's like 10 of them here. Um, so these are from HubSpot's email marketing statistics. So they had a completely separate post and article with this. And these are the highlights. So number one, there are 3.9 billion daily email users. Mobile opens account for 46% of all email opens, which is also why newsletters are great. People can consume them on their phone and whatnot which I know we can do social too, but it's, it's, it's a little bit different engagement. Number three, 35% of business professionals check email on a mobile device. Number four, this one surprised me. 73% of millennials prefer communications from businesses to come via email. Although it shouldn't surprise me because technically millennials are in their late twenties and older at this point. Um, I think it's gen Z, which is younger than that. Number five, Marketers who use segmented campaigns note as much as a 760% increase in revenue. Hello, that's that's a big number. Um, number six, 35% of marketers send their customers three to five emails per week. And I'm going to tell you, if you think that that's too much or daily, all of that, I can guarantee you if you even just add one more than you're doing now, like let's say you email once a week, and if you do it twice a week, you're going to start seeing better results. Number seven, 78% of marketers have seen an increase in email engagement over the last 12 months. I gave you guys that earlier. Sorry. Um, Number eight, 80% of business professionals believe that email marketing increases customer retention. Here's a key one. Number nine, 59% of respondents say marketing emails influence their purchase decisions. Ding, 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 ding. And lastly, number 10, Marketers who use segmented campaigns note as much as a 760% increase in revenue. Oh, you know what's funny? I read that earlier and I just noticed they literally put it in here twice. Okay. So I just thought we'd drive that one home and repeat what they've got here. So segmentation is key. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. All right. So remember my first why that I'm doing it is because I enjoy it. Number two, it's the best return on investment for less effort. As someone who runs paid traffic, we are running, we have completely taken over our ads uh, for content creators, planner, Jody and I, we're working with the Facebook ads manager. I'm going to tell you, we invest a lot of time and energy into getting better at paid traffic as well as simply doing it. And I can tell you that email marketing is way easier. (laughs) I have nothing against hard work or doing the work, but the more you implement email marketing, the better you're going to get at it and the better results you're going to achieve. I know, I know it's totally obvious. But it's kind of like, you know, something being hard the first time. Think about when you're learning to drive and it's like, oh my God, wait, blinker, seatbelt, mirrors, like all those things you have to check. And now you do it and you don't even think about it. That's what email marketing can become. I'm not saying you don't think about it. Um, And it's not, the thing is, it's not costing me money to master this skill the way paid traffic costs me money on a daily basis. And I love paid traffic and will, for the rest of my online career, which I hope is indefinite. I'm going to run paid traffic, whatever that looks like. Yes, I pay for my email service provider, but when you have solid offers that solve problems for your customers, your emails can make you money and you get to measure exactly what's working as well. Every email you send will give you valuable data. Off script. So with F the Hustle, the newsletter that I'm doing, it gets good open rates. I get feedback on it but I'm going to keep tweaking it and I'm launching a referral program because when I look at what's being clicked, I'm spending all this time and energy sharing book recommendations that are not getting clicked. I'm like, all right, let's double the tools and minimize the books or I'll just put the books maybe as a link and 
you know, so it's, it's one of those things that how can I make this more valuable? And you just keep testing and you keep trying stuff. The other thing I was thinking about doing two things with the newsletter. One is I'm just putting the issue number in the subject line. It's like, let's do something more interesting. So I'm going to do that with the issue. And then number two is to hit that resend, which I used to do. And it'll say resend for people who have not opened the previous issue. So uh, that stuff is coming. All right. Number three, your email list is an asset. Since I'm kind of in a predicting mood these days, but you remember my last prediction was that 2021 is going to be the year of the newsletter, which apparently I'm a year late on. I also think we're going to see a resurgence or new opportunities arise in terms of monetizing your email list. These things have never gone away, but as each new shiny opportunity clubhouse has come along, a lot of people have treated email marketing as sort of this ugly stepchild. And in the meantime, people who do this well have just continued to grow and scale. With newsletters, we're starting to see sponsorship opportunities pop up. And why not? You guys, I have a current podcast sponsor for two episodes a month with Cloudways, which is great. I've had other hosting companies sponsor the podcast. But truthfully, and it's great because I think there's visibility there. There's long term, especially if they get links in the post. So I'm not knocking sponsorship for podcast. I love that also. But as a company paying for the sponsorship, how much more likely do you think it is that someone will click a link in an email as opposed to remembering to visit a website after listening to a podcast? I'm just saying, right? Both have value. So don't misunderstand me that I'm saying one is not worth it. But I just simply think we're going to see increased revenue opportunities via email marketing. Here's a really cool thing. And they called it something better. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what they called it. Um, but here, here's another cool thing. It was where I saw two newsletter creators do a swap. Um, and again, apologies for the swap. It was like a partner thing. So what it was is at the beginning of each new, uh, each, let's, let's try that one more time. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm back on fasting and I've only had coffee today. So um, what they did was at the beginning of each other's newsletter, the guest wrote the introduction saying that the newsletter owner was letting them write the intro to share their newsletter. So it would kind of be like, let's say my friend, a vendor who has um, the WP Weekly, fantastic newsletter, by the way. If, if Devender said, Hey, it's not Kim, it's Devender. And I'm Kim and I have decided Kim's given me, um, given me the, the pen, so to speak, to do an introduction and let you know about my newsletter. That's it. And then the newsletter continues. So I would love to, that was Josh Spector. And I apologize. I don't remember the other person. Um, but it, I thought brilliant. So, you know, the other thing is that, so in addition to sponsorship, I think we'll see more classifieds. Josh Spector runs classifieds in his newsletter every weekend. He has over 25,000 subscribers. Makes it way more appealing. But you don't even need to have that monstrous quantity of subscribers if you have a good list with good data. Meaning if you have, it's that old thousand true fans, again, if you have a list that is really responsive and you've got the data to say, you know, hey, I get a 76% open rate. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? But the click through, like you've got the data. And that's the beautiful thing about email marketing is it's very easy to show results. So um, I also think this is a complete opinion. Um, I, I'm sure there's data to support this somewhere. That's how um, sure of myself I am here. But I think that people who are readers and are willing to give you their name and email, they're going to be a quality subscriber. And that's not to say people that don't like reading aren't going to be quality subscribers, but we are talking about email marketing and because I'm obsessed newsletters, right? So there's those pieces to this. And if someone is willing to take the time, it's kind of like podcast listeners. I think podcast listeners, I love you guys, are ideal audience because if they're willing to you know, take me with them for an hour, listen to an interview for an hour with me and someone else. I, that's, I don't take that lightly that people take time to consume my content. That's a, you know, that's a lot of trust that someone is instilling in you. All right. So here's what I'm going to do to double down on this. And for starters, I am certainly talking about it more, which keeps me accountable. So there's that, right? 
I, I do. I think that was that my first write. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I don't like a ton of pressure, but I like a little pressure and announcing stuff makes me follow through on it or being accountable to someone else. So in a way I'm saying I'm accountable to all of you. So I launched the F the hustle newsletter 10 weeks ago. Uh, go me. So that's two and a half months. And I really feel like I've just barely scratched the surface. I'm going to tweak, like I said, some of the content and formatting, but I've also started submitting it to newsletter directories and I'm going to uh, create a publication on medium for it as well. So that's just the initial um, for that. I'm also going to launch the referral program. I'll do a completely different episode on that. I'm using Sparkloop and we'll use that for creativity published with the content planner as well. Content creators planner. <laughs> um, and this is really exciting. This I have a secret project because when can we not have secret projects? Um, it's a second newsletter I'm going to be launching this month. And I will share more of you, more of that with you later. And the other newsletter is going to be on its own domain. I'll link to it from Kim Doyle, but it's, I'm really excited about it. Um, and I have a cohort on that project as well. But everything I'm doing for my newsletter, we're going to be doing for Creativity Published for the Content Creators Planner. And ready for this, guys? We're at 26 issues with that, which means we have published it for 26 weeks. That's half a year. Hello. Um, so those are sort of the initial, th those are, what should I say? I mean, it's an element to my email marketing strategy, right? So that that's kind of this, the, the, where I'm starting. I'm also going to go deep with ConvertKit. I purchased Brennan Dunn's Mastering ConvertKit last year. Um, and I have promised myself I'm going to complete it. I've gone through some of it. He is brilliant. The videos tend to be longer than ideal for me. Um, he's, but he's really know what he does. And I know I'm completely underutilizing the tool. We go really deep with active campaign for the content creator spanner. And there's so much more we can even do over there. Um, and here's another side note. I've also made a promise to myself that I am not going to purchase another course until I've completed the few I've started. I can try to pat myself on the back for this one. I, there, there's what three, just three courses um, that I've started and I have used and implemented some of it. I want to complete them. Oh, I lied Four. I do have four. Um, and so I want to get those completed and that's simply, you know, it's about going deeper with the subjects as opposed to, well, you spent the money on it. It's like, no, I, I purchased these courses because I want the content. I want to get better at these things. Right back to mastering convert kit. So I can be doing way more with convert kit than I am. I want to focus on proper segmenting customer journey, more advanced automations and personalization. You know, last night I was, um, because I have a new, which I probably have this in this. I'm probably, I have a tendency to do this. You guys, I'll, something will trigger something. Welcome to off script. And I'll tell you something that I forgot that I wrote further down in the, in the post. Anyway, um, I do have a new email marketing, a free email marketing course called email marketing sessions that, um, will be out this week. Like, I mapped it out. I'm writing. It's almost done. I'm really, really excited about this. So, and there are sessions because I will have an audio to accompany the email lesson itself. Uh, Brennan Dunn recommends doing an email course. Obviously I have done free courses also for a lead magnet. And I still believe in all of those. I wanted to try this. Um, but part of what he teaches too, with the segmenting is using custom fields versus tags and lists. And I'm getting really techie and I'm not the one to teach this stuff, at least not right now, but um, that's a huge commitment to myself so that I can, you know, even with F the hustle, as an example, I send it to my whole list. And what I will be communicating with my email list is that I'm cleaning stuff up. I'm going to tweak stuff. There will be an opportunity. I will tag everybody a certain way. And then I'll say, if you don't want F the hustle, click here. And I will remove that way. Those people who don't want it aren't going to get it. And so it's really trying to make sure that the right people get the right message at the right time. Um, so that is, um, it's a meaty course and he just keeps adding to it. But from that, I have to schedule in a block of time weekly to finish it. I just know I do. 
And I always have this brilliant like plan in my head that I'm going to go, I know I'll watch my courses at night. Mm -mm. (laughs) I tend to not be in the mood. Um, I don't know about you guys. My laptop is open probably way too much in the evening. I leave my office with my desktop and then I move to the laptop and it's like, Oh, what can I do? But I kind of don't feel like doing anything, but I feel like I should have it open. Anyway, welcome to my brain. All right. So next I'm going to survey my list. Um, gosh, I removed a few thousand subscribers of a few years back when I pivoted to my personal brand from the WordPress chick. And I had sent out a few surveys in the past, but it's been a long time because I really want to get as clear a picture as possible as to who is on my list and how I can best serve them. So doing that is really going to tighten up what I do when, um, And then I also will have some specific list growth strategies because I really want to keep this as simple as possible. But as one strategy is implemented and begins working, then I'll implement another strategy. So here's my plan. The first thing will be a referral program for the newsletter. And think of this in, if you've not seen it, I believe I've mentioned it, but it's where people, if you share the newsletter you'll have a a unique link and it's really great how it works. Spark loop with convert kit is that anybody on your list, it automatically generates a referral code. Like they don't have to sign up for your referral program, which is fantastic. But so for say three referrals, I'm going to send them an F the hustle sticker for 10 referrals. They'll get access to a course for 20, you know, so you got to, you got to, you see my point, but my thought process behind that also. And I actually had a call with um, Nick, the founder of one of the founders of Sparkloop, who I definitely would love to do a live stream with them in the Facebook group. Um, but is he said it takes some testing and tweaking. And so it's something that I'll release it and probably kind of not minimal, but you add rewards as you go and it starts growing because it's a lot easier to add stuff than take things away. These were great uh, lessons from him. So he was fantastic. And I really like spark loop. So number one is the referral program for the newsletter. Number two is paid lead gen ads. So as I told you, I have this new, it's called email marketing sessions. The goal is to make the conversion within the Facebook feed. I'm going to run Facebook ads, lead gen ads. We're working on this um, with our Facebook ad rep for the planner. And you know, it's that um, opt-in where somebody doesn't leave Facebook, it stays in the feed. So those tend to be more cost effective. And I'm going to test paid lead gen ads. And within that, there will be something for sale, but down the road. So and we'll see, I may test an opt in and then on the thank you page, something for sale, we're going to see how it works. But I am going to test that. And I'm going to start out cheap, like 10 bucks a day. At number three, joint venture opportunities. I think there's a lot, you know, JV, partnerships opportunities. And I know Russell's got the dream 100. I don't necessarily, and I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I I just want to work with good people. I don't care if you're an influencer or not. Yes, it would be great. But um, my goal is just to find the right opportunity that is a collaborative effort that serves both audiences. Number four is more in-post calls to action. You guys, again, Neil Patel will go, I counted in a post up to 14 opt-ins in one post. Yes, he's got these long form epic posts, but you can put three, you can put an exit pop. Like my guess is if you feel concerned about doing it, you're, you're not gonna ever overdo it. Right. So as uh, another example, this podcast post that I am recording right now, but the written post itself is about 2000 words. And I think I have four I have three buttons spread without, and then the bottom of every post, I've got the big an image to subscribe to F the hustle, which will I'll play with and I'll test it. So it'll be the email marketing sessions now, you know, so I'm going to add that as well. All right. And lastly, this plan. So we've got the fifth piece of this is doing giveaways or contests. And I think those can be done quarterly. Um, I, I really do. And so to kick stuff off, it's just making sure that you have compiled the right giveaways, the right audience. Um, because you, you know, yes, you can give away an iPad and attract everybody under the sun who are never going to buy from you. So it'll, they'll definitely be really fun.
focused contests or giveaways. And I'm excited about that. So, and I think for my secret project, we will launch that with a giveaway. All of these things are going to take some focused time and dedication. And I will share as I do the work. Remember, everything is content. Um, But that's it. I think that's plenty for the year, to be honest with you. Um, And like, I'd see, here we go. I did. Um, This is my talking about new lead magnets where I am talking about email marketing sessions. But um, I am going to make sure that I have three or four lead magnets total on the site that will automatically segment my subscribers. I frigging love ConvertBox because with ConvertBox, you can also do like a little survey opt-in. It's kind of like write message, but you can ask a few questions, create a custom field that then gets sent. You can into their contact info. So there's a lot of ways to do this. I will have one. I have this uh, quick content cheat sheet that I created a while ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is fun. So I'm going to update that. Email marketing sessions. I have F the hustle and we'll probably come up with one more. We'll see. Um, But the email marketing sessions is in a seven email sequence email course. So it's delivered. The lessons are delivered via email. And there will be an audio to accompany uh, the written email, hence the word sessions. And I'll measure which ones are working, which can be ditched and which content content resonates most with my visitors. So wrapping up, because I expect all of this, like I said, to be a year long process. My goal is to have everything in place by the end of the first quarter, and then spend the rest of the year testing tweaking and improving what's working. I will say in terms of the lead magnets and doing some paid traffic, I am going to test two things. Initially, one will be just the lead gen right within Facebook. The second one will be sending paid traffic to a piece of content that is invaluable. So what I'm thinking as I'm almost ready to get the writing done for my sort of epic posts that I want to do all about newsletters because I've just, like I said, become obsessed and I have a monstrous Evernote notebook. Um, But I'm thinking what I will do is create that post, which will probably be two to 5,000 words is my guess. And I will create an ad driving traffic to the content and have calls to action within the content. So, you know, from there we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, but initially, that's my goal is those for for the paid traffic piece for lead gen. Um, and I, you know, I see other things this year. I see webinar, you know, I'd love to, I like doing webinars. I like engaging with people live. I want to create one really, really well, get good at it, run it live till it's mastered and then get it on an evergreen system. Um, and I have tangible goals for growing my list, which should not be hard to achieve, meaning tangible numbers. And so one of those things is looking at um, what you're doing. Like I remember when we were designing the planner, we were looking at, you know, with the weekly calendar, we did today's goal. And what I wanted to put at the top of that was what am I doing today to make the sale? Because it's so easy to get caught up in activity. And if you can't, if you can't make the offer. If you don't make the offer, you're never going to have the business you want. The sales obviously will not be there. And so I just think it's really important. And so much of that was absolutely not my comfort zone. And then for me, I have a tendency to get mad. Like I'm done working this hard and not getting the results I want, which is how my brain works. Um, so, you know, for what it's worth, um, I, I just don't make, I want you guys not to make the same mistake I did. And I'm not saying you have. But anybody out there listening who does not put the time and energy into email marketing, almost 13 years, I just, you may not like doing it initially, or you feel like you don't have the skills to do it, do it anyway. It's okay. You know, we don't have to, as much as I believe that if it's not fun, I'm not doing it, things can become fun. You're going to get better as you go, and nothing will give you a better return on your investment, meaning your investment of time. And lastly, here's my last sales pitch for this, because that's how this feels to my sales pitch to convince you to do something is with the content creators planner. That was where things really started shifting for me. 
because we had follow-up sequences from day one. I also, I was adamant that we have the masterclass. So we had some sort of order bump from day one. These are all things that we see and observe in the internet marketing space. And if you're not in this space, that's okay. Like apply this. I think most marketing lessons can be applied across the majority of markets and niches, so to speak. They just may require different tweaking. But I'm, it's just, it's astounding that pretty much every time we email, we make money with the content creators planner. Every newsletter makes us money. We have links to the products. Um, when we send out, you know, solo emails, we make sales. When I launched list explosion last summer, the course, it would just, <laughs> I, all I did was an eight email sequence and did roll. I didn't do live streams. I didn't hammer my social channels. It, it, it simply works you guys. And think about it this way. What would your business look like if you did this consistently and you had our abandoned cart sequences when we were running a lot of paid traffic over a thousand dollars a day, when we were doing that, we were recovering four to $5,000 a month in sales through an abandoned cart sequence, all triggered on automation, right? Think about follow-up sequences. When somebody buys a planner, if they didn't purchase the masterclass, we make an offer down the road. I don't know what the percentage is. I need to look at the data again, but I want to say like 25% of the people were taking that. It's just, it's crazy. And then when they've completed the initial sequence, we offer a one-time discount to anything that we have. And guys, we've got version two coming out. We have a content promotion course coming out. And hopefully um, second half of this year, we will have a second planner on the market. You know, so all of this stuff matters. And it just, I, I don't know. I think that it feels so, like such a big undertaking and it's so overwhelming, but let's, I, I'm all about the trite old adages today. Where are you going to be in two years from now if you don't do it? Right? I mean, take the time to do it. Take the time to figure it out. Take the time to, to practice it. You'll find what works for you. So that is all I have for you today. And, and rant. And, um, yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot more about email newsletters from me this year. It just, I love it. I'm having a ton of fun. As always, thank you for listening. If you have not subscribed to F the Hustle, just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle. Get on my list. And if you're on the list, what I'm going to do, I haven't totally figured this out. This will be a nice convert kit ninja tactic for people who want the email marketing sessions, the new email course. Uh, all they're going to have to do is click a link and it will trigger that automation to my subscribers. So that's it. That's all I got. Welcome to January. Welcome to 2021. Have a fantastic day and I will catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>